pouring our coffee in the lobby We watch our worship on the screen We got a rock star preacher Who won't wake us from our dreams We want our blessings in our pocket We keep our missions overseas Before the hurting in our city But we want to see the heart set free and the tyrants kneel The walls fall down and our land be healed But church, if we want to see the change in the world out there It's gotta start right here It's gotta start That's our prayer on this first day of July. Lord, let it start right here in my life. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. Up next, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir.
high and lifted up. Lord, we exalt your name. That's the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir heard right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. It's 6.59 Central Standard Time. Our good news on this wonderful Tuesday morning, John 15, verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might be full. Here's joy from the tallies. waiting outside my door. I decide I'm going to count my blessings. And I think about the goodness of the Lord. Because if half of every battle is the attitude, then before the day is through, this child of God is choosing. Got joy down in my soul. Sweet joy and it overflows. Great joy coming over me. Welling up like a bubble in spring. More than just happy. That's Joy from the Tallies right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Hope you are having a great Thursday morning. And uh, tell us something that you are excited about today, something that has caused joy in your life, something that you're looking forward to maybe as the weekend approaches. Uh, you've got some 4th of July plans, and you say, you know what, I'm excited. I'm excited about the weekend coming up. Maybe you're excited about going to church or uh, whatever you've got going on activity-wise, text us this morning. Let us know you're tuning in to the Community Prayer Time Network, 870-205-0600. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you in just a few moments. Here's a song from Casting Crowns. Starts right here. We want our coffee in the lobby. Watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas. But for the hurting in our city, would we even cross the street? 
Casting of Crowns again here on the Community Prayer Time Network, 706 Central Standard Time. And our good news for today comes from John chapter 15, verse number 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. That's our good news on this first day of July. Coming from God's Word, John 15, verse 11. A quick look at your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. Scattered showers and storms would likely this afternoon and evening. A front is going to be coming through the area, and uh, some of the area is going to get about an inch of rain, so be looking for that. High temperatures reach the mid to upper 80s this afternoon, and lows dipping down into the low 70s this evening. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. That's a quick look at the weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. And here is Ken Davis with Lighten Up. This is Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford of Compassion, inviting you to bear witness as author, speaker, comedian, and athlete Ken Davis shares the exciting power of exercise. Folks, look at me. 
I don't have a six pack. I have Venetian blinds. But I'm healthier today than I've been in the last 25 years. I can do things God asked me to do. You know what I did there? I said, I said, I'm going to sign up for a triathlon. Not that Iron Man thing, you know, where people die. This is more like a styrofoam person triathlon. Run to the bathroom and fill up the tub and pull the plug and fight the current, that kind of thing. Actually, I had to swim 200 meters, uh, ride a bike about 11 miles, and run for two miles. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. When I first started practicing, I ran about a half a mile, and then I decided I'm going to just, I'm going to pull from deep within myself and do everything I can possibly do to be the best I can possibly be. So I sat on the edge of the road and called my wife and said, come and get me. In training for that triathlon, I discovered the power of discipline. Discipline is not a dirty word. It is the secret to gaining physical, spiritual, and mental strength. The Bible says that God disciplines the ones he loves. Not punishment, but preparation for living fully alive. Lighten up and live. This program is made possible by Compassion International. Please visit us at Compassion.com. And it's 7.06 Central Standard Time here at the Community Prayer Time Network. It's time for our daily devotional today. And our daily devotional comes from Open Windows from Lifeway Publications. Today's devotional is titled, Holy Just Like Our Father. From Leviticus 19, verse number 2, Speak unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy. I saw it just once. My aunt's pristine 1968 Volkswagen Beetle convertible, powder blue with a white rag top. My uncle had purchased the new car and had kept it in immaculate condition until the day he passed. My aunt only drove it uh, three miles to church and back, and then only when the weather was nice. Just one look at its sparkling chrome and glossy paint job and you could tell that this car had been saved for the common tasks of commuting or from the common task of commuting to work, grocery shopping and road trips. It was an automobile that had been set apart from the ordinary. God wants his people to be set apart too. He wants the rest of the world to take one look at his children and know that there is something different about them. But holiness isn't about keeping our outsides looking shiny and new. Oh, aren't you glad? Instead, holiness is the overflow of a heart that loves the Lord and wants to be just like Him. That's what God is after. And what does that look like? Respecting our parents, keeping the Sabbath, and refraining from idol worship, just to name a few. May we today and every day seek to honor God by always keeping Him first. Well, that's our daily devotional here on the Community Prayer Time Network, something to think about. And we hope that you will choose to make it a great day or not. And as always, the choice, it's ours. So, Father, help us today to walk in holiness as you are, to be holy as you are holy. This is who I am, 
This is who you've created me to be, washed in the blood of Jesus, sanctified, set apart for your purposes. Our prayer time in five minutes. Go ahead and text us the number 870-205-0600. Here's three Heath brothers. When I look into the mirror, I don't always measure up to the man I know I'm supposed to be. I need to remember when I feel I'm not enough that his precious blood still flows through me. Jesus reminds me I belong to him. This is who I am. I'm rescued and redeemed. I was purchased by the Lamb, forgiven and set free. Promises he's spoken over me. Jesus reminds me I belong to him. This is who I am. I'm rescued and redeemed. I was purchased by the Lamb, forgiven and set Purchased by the Lamb, forgiven and set free. And sin has been defeated, a new life's been created. Everything I have is in His hands. This is who I am. I'm rescued and redeemed. I was purchased by.
Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with real hope. When God parted the Red Sea to deliver his people from Pharaoh and his armies, the Lord performed a huge miracle, and the children of Israel were in awe of God's power. But did you know within three days, those same people who had walked through the Red Sea on dry ground, they ran out of water, and they began to grumble and gripe and complain. The Bible says they quickly forgot his works. They quickly contracted spiritual amnesia. Can you believe it? Did you know that we do the very same thing? Let me encourage you as I encourage myself, write down the things that God does for you. Write down his miracles and write down his answers to prayer. As we do, we remember what God has done and we ward off the spiritual amnesia that so often comes to us. Now that's real hope. Find real hope in Jesus Christ. Visit fromhisheart.org. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Jake Sullivan, United States National Security Advisor. He's the principal advisor to the president on all national security issues. Proverbs 11.14 reminds us of the importance of trusted advisors. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Jake Sullivan as he advises the president. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. This is the first prayer time for the month of July, 2021. The first half of the year is behind us. As we join together in prayer this morning, we have that in mind that, hey, we've made it through the first half of 2021. Time has certainly flown by. It seems just like yesterday we were out there playing in the snow. Sliding down the levee with snow sleds, and here we are, wiping the beads of sweat off of our face. Lord, thank you for this beautiful, beautiful day you blessed us with. Lord, I pray for the farmers right now. Lord, as they're working this morning, trying to get ahead of this rain, I pray for safety right now. As folks are traveling to work, some are traveling to the doctor. Lord, some are out for their morning walk. 
Lord, we pray right now in Jesus' name that you'd help us to hear your Holy Spirit before us, in us, through us, around us, leading us, guiding us, and directing us in every step of our path. Lord, you said in your word that the paths of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Help us to honor you today as we walk with you. Lord, as we put on the whole armor of God today, we begin with the helmet of salvation. Would you protect our minds from discouragement? Father, would you protect our minds and give us that confidence that we need to be able to face this day? Lord, would you fill our minds and our emotions with the joy of the Lord? Our good news today, you said you've given us these words, these things you've spoken that our joy might be full, that your joy might remain in us. Help us today, we pray, protect our hearts, our affections, our emotions with the breastplate of righteousness. Help us to stand on the truth of your word, our loins girt about with truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. May our walk and our conduct be according to the gospel. And Lord, today we pray that you'd help us as we take that shield of faith. Give us the strength to hold it up. Give us the strength to press on putting that shield of faith before us fighting off the enemy's tactics and the fiery darts of the wicked one. And Lord, we pray for that sword of the Spirit. Help us to wield it accordingly, rightly dividing your word. Help us today, give us discernment, give us understanding, spiritual understanding and enlightenment in Jesus' name. Well, if you've got a prayer request this morning, you can text us here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Our 24-hour text line is 870-205-0600. 870-205-0600. We want to hear from you right now. Go ahead and text us. We pray for our local churches and pastors. We pray for the pastor's wives and we pray for our faithful deacons and their wives. Continue to pray for our Sunday school teachers and discipleship leaders, small group leaders, Sunday schools. Oh, Lord, we pray for all the ministries in our local churches, Christian schools and food pantries, transportation ministries, vacation Bible schools, widow and widower ministries, Grief ministries, online ministries, and outreach opportunities. Lord, help our churches, public school ministries, visitation ministries. Oh, there's a lot of things we could do, a lot of ways we can reach people. Ministries of different languages. Communication. 
Pray for the Christian Law Association. They ask us to pray for a church in Mississippi that's putting into place proper liability training for those who are volunteering. Lord, thank you for this church in Mississippi that's active and engaged in their community. And Lord, their desire is to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And as they go through this liability training and they put it to practice, Lord, I pray that you bless. I pray that you bless all the activities they engage in. May they see fruit for their labor. Thank you for Dr. David Gibbs and the attorneys at the Christian Law Association. Bless them today. Give wisdom and help them as they help Christians all around the United States, local churches and Christian businesses and Christian students and Christian teachers and educators and administrators and bankers and people that want to serve Jesus. Well, continue to pray for Melvin George. He came home yesterday. Oh, thank you, Lord. Stopped by and visited with him after church yesterday evening. And, oh, he's looking good. You pray for him. They've changed his medicine and hoping to see some improvement. Lord, we pray right now. Say thank you. Thank you for letting him come home. Pray for him and Miss Tina. Lord, that you'd bless them today. They got the grandkids coming in this evening. They're going to get to see their daughter and son-in-law, Jared. Cindy and Jared, Lord, we pray they'd have a good time today. Help them in Jesus' name. While you continue to pray for Sean, the young man that was involved in the motorcycle accident, I saw Mr. Mike Ward yesterday. I said, how's Sean and his son Grant? Grant's the six-year-old son. He said, well, they've been able to talk on the phone. So, Lord, thank you for that. I pray you'd bless them, help them today. Continue to help them to come to a full recovery. Lord, bless this family. Thank you for your divine protection upon his life. Bless in Jesus' name. Bless him today. Well, we had a good evening yesterday. Of course, we had church at 6 o'clock. We had some folks here at the church for our small groups, Sunday school classes. And I told you about Mr. Jackie getting saved Monday night. Well, last night he publicly professed his faith in baptism. And he said, I am unashamed to share with my family and my community that I've trusted Jesus to be my Lord, my Savior. And based upon his profession of faith, they had the honor of baptizing him. You pray for him. Pray God to continue to help him and bless him with his health in these days of his life. Lord, we pray that you continue to help him and strengthen him. Help him and Miss Diane. Help their family. Oh, they've got a lot going on. These chemo treatments. And all the medicine... Help them today, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, you can text us, 
0600, we're still praying for those folks down in Florida. That building collapsed and a lot of lives have been lost. A lot of folks are still unaccounted for. I haven't gotten the most recent update yesterday. I I got an update yesterday morning. 149 people unaccounted for. 12 deceased that they've already found that they know of. And Lord, we pray that you help the first responders and those that are responding to this crisis. Help them in Jesus' name. We pray for all of our first responders and our military. Pray for their families. Pray for their protection. Pray for discernment as they face different situations in their lives today. Protect their marriages. Help them in Jesus' name. Pray for those that are grieving, going through bereavement. Pray for the Jerry Carey Sr. family. They had his funeral yesterday. I never had the privilege of meeting him, but after that funeral yesterday, I sure wish I could have. They say he was a godly man, a faithful deacon at his church, loved the Lord with all of his heart, treated his wife like a queen. Lord, we thank you for that. We pray for Miss Francis today. Lord, we pray for his daughter. We pray for little Jerry today. Help their family as they walk through this time together in this season. Help them in Jesus' name. Well, I wonder today if you've got anybody that you're praying for for their salvation. You say, pray. Help me pray for this person. Help me pray for my one. Lord, we pray right now. The salvation of souls. Continue to pray for one whose dad is not doing good. It's cancer and different health situations starting to cause his body to get down, get weaker. Lord, we continue to pray for one, a spiritual need, one of our veterans dealing with a brain injury, addictions. Lord, we pray for his family. We pray that he keep going to church. We pray for our political leadership, our president today, vice president. Pray for our government, local, state level, city councils, county commissioners, local mayors, school boards. Continue to pray for character education now. They're going to be meeting. I think that that may even be today. They're going to be meeting with their local school board, superintendent, administrators, and learning how they can reconnect and re-engage into their local community schools. You pray for those different pastors and faith leaders that will be involved in that process. Lord, we pray that you'd help them. Help them in Jesus' name. Pray for our local businesses. Pray for the situation right now with COVID-19 numbers starting to jump back up with this new strand that they've discovered. Lord, we don't want to go backwards. We were just talking about that last night. We've made so much progress. School right around the corner. Just a, just a well, 
I say just a few more weeks away, and that that's that's about right. That's about right. Well, Lord, thank you for this prayer time this morning. Continue to have your hand and your anointing upon this ministry. Help us to honor you with our lives day by day by day, moment by moment. Help us today in Jesus' name we pray. For your glory and for your name's sake. In Jesus' name. Well, here's Dr. Adrian Rogers with a commercial break for us. This is our Treasures in the Word. From Love Worth Finding, here's Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the Word of God, and anon, <laughs> with joy he receiveth it. Yet he has no root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the Word, by and by he is offended. I don't get excited every time somebody shouts hallelujah. I don't get excited every time somebody comes down the aisle weeping. I try to see it in perspective because I know that there are shallow individuals and they are living in the realm of the emotion. Salvation is in the spirit of man down deep and, and so many times people have an emotional spasm. They get into meetings and uh, a certain kind of music, certain kind of preaching, certain kind of exhortation and so forth and they say, yes, I, I want to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Let tribulation come. Let persecution come. Let them have some problems in life. Boy, they're gone. They didn't lose their salvation. They never had it. You see, if your heart is a shallow heart, it's soon going to be scorched, and you're going to wither. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. And we do want to say thank you again to LNW, Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company in Perry, Florida for their support of the Community Prayer Time Network and the Love Worth Finding program that comes on every weekday at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. And you can visit their website online if you have any real estate needs. They're prepared to meet all of your residential and commercial real estate needs and title services. That's LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate in Perry, Florida. GulfBreezeRealEstate.net And make sure that you let them know that you are thankful uh, for their financial support of the Community Prayer Time Network. Well, our uh, trivia question, let me go ahead and give you that this morning. Our trivia question, if you still have a VHS movie in your home, this is most likely one of the films that you have. Think about all those VHS videos that you have. Maybe you've not... Uh, Maybe you have those DVDs and now you've got Netflix and Amazon and all kind of different things. But go back to the days of VHS. What was one of those popular films you might still be hanging on to? We're looking for the number one answer. You can text us 870-205-0600. Here's the Gaither Vocal Band.
You've got about two more minutes. You remember those uh, VHS videos? You kept them down in the cabinet underneath your TV. Remember they used to get in the way? <laughs> oh, what, what's one of those videos that you might still be hanging on to? Let us know, 870-205-0600. Looking for the number one answer. a little bit less than one minute looking for that famous VHS movie that you've still got hanging around the house all from years ago back in the 90s early 2000s what movies were you hanging on to that you might have around the house today looking for the number one answer 870-205-0600 And we're going to give you the answer here in just a few moments. We've got a song coming up from Mitchell John. Oh, I'm glad he's not the great I was. He's the great I am. Aren't you thankful for that today? Well, we're looking for that uh, number one VHS movie that you might still have hanging around the house. You can text our 24-hour text line 870-205-0600. Got a free devotional for the number one answer.
shows, I can see them all over the place. Not the God who one time did, he's the God who does. That's why they call him the great I am, not the great I was. He can move the mountain with the sound of just his voice. He can stop the sun or moon if it becomes his choice. He's the great physician when they've given up on you. Yes, he's just getting started when they've done all they can do. them all over the place not the god who one time did he's the god who does that's why they call him the great i am and not the great i was he's the god who made the universe and put the stars in space he's still working miracles i can see them all over the place not the god who one time did he's the god who does that's why they Mitchell John, heard right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. It's 741 Central Standard Time. And the trivia question this morning as we get ready for the daily Bible reading, we're going to be in John chapter number 15. So we want to encourage you to go ahead and find your copy of God's Word. As we read God's Word together, we're going to be in John chapter number 15. But the trivia question was, if you still have this VHS movie, it's going to be likely that the number one film that you have, are you ready for the answer? It's Lion King. You remember Lion King? That was a great hit back in the 90s. And uh, we certainly enjoyed watching those films. That's going to be the VHS that you're most likely to have hanging around your house. Here is John chapter number 15, our daily Bible reading. Lord, we pray right now. Speak to us through your word. Help us to see you as the true vine. And as we abide our lives in you, understanding that you came to give us joy, that your joy may remain in us and our joy may be full. In Jesus' name, Here's John chapter number 15. John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. 
If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin, but now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. And that's our good news uh, reading for today from God's Word, John 15. And our good news from John fifteen eleven: these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. It's 746 Central Standard Time here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Karen Peck and New River. I want to know how it feels.
God, we come before you today in this moment to declare that you are God and beside you there is none else. You are the creator God, the God of our fathers and the God of our future. You are the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star, the sweet rose of Sharon and the great I am. With the best of our vocabulary together we say, God, that you are awesome. My God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. My God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been weakened, forever he
Great. From Keys for Kids Ministries, here's Greg Yoder with a Keys for Kids Parent Minute. How many times have you said that to your son or daughter when it wasn't true? I struggle with it. Are we lying to them? Some soccer leagues give kids trophies even when they lose every game. Professionally, I hate it when somebody tells me how great I did when I know I was terrible. What's the answer? Ephesians tells us to speak the truth in love, yet Paul in Philippians says, strive for the prize. Ask your kids if they did their best. Now, if they said yes, but it wasn't good enough, or I was trying, but it just kept getting worse, tell them that's exactly like our walk with Christ. We keep practicing, we try harder, but only Jesus can make us right with God. You can receive Keys for Kids Parent Minute every day. Sign up for the daily Parent Minute email at parentminute.org. From the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. Many who lived through a war or catastrophe suffer from survivor's guilt. I did. I saw guys sacrifice their lives for others and receive the Medal of Honor for bravery myself, but I still suffered from guilt. Survivor's guilt and guilt over my past. I always had to be the best at whatever I did, outperform everybody. But that led to rebellion in school and drinking after school. In the Army, I finally learned to live by the rules. I joined the Green Berets, became a medic, and landed in Vietnam. One day, our camp was attacked by 10,000 Viet Cong. Even though I took shrapnel in my spine and bullets in my side and stomach, two friends carried me from man to man as I continued treating the wounded until I was finally medevaced out. Once out of the hospital, I turned to psychedelic drugs to numb the pain of the memories and soften the guilt. I withdrew into myself, once going 33 days without saying a word. Finally, a buddy urged me to read the New Testament. There I found out that Jesus sacrificed his life to take my sin, rebellion, and guilt away. When I asked Jesus to forgive me, he also took the burden of my guilt and gave me a new life. Eventually, I became chaplain of the Congressional Medal of Honor Society and used that platform to tell others about Jesus and his sacrifice. I'm Gary Bikirk. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, call 1-888-NEED-HIM right now. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Email unshackled at pgm.org.
It's time now for the Mefford Minute with Janet Mefford. The U.S. Supreme Court will not take up a transgender bathroom case in Virginia that could have set a national precedent on privacy and biological reality in our nation's schools. The case involved the Gloucester County School Board, which was appealing a lower court's decision that a confused girl posing as a boy has the right to use the boys' bathrooms. Now that decision, which said Gavin Grimm is protected under Title IX, barring sex discrimination in education, will stand. Keep in mind, the Supreme Court got us here with its horrendous Bostock decision, which ridiculously asserted that Title IX, written to protect discrimination against girls, actually protects the gender identities of the sexually confused. When it comes to standing up against the LGBT activism and the sexual radicalism, it's getting harder and harder to argue that this U.S. Supreme Court is conservative at all. I'm Janet Mefford. For more of Janet's perspective, listen to Janet Mefford today or online at JanetMefford.com. And we want to say thank you, Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle there in Poplar Grove, Arkansas, right off of Highway 49, a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network. And make sure you go by and see Brian for all of your fishing supplies and fishing needs. If you need your fishing license, he can take care of you. They've got ice, snacks, drinks, frozen, and live bait. They've got all of your cat fishing, crappie fishing, brim fishing, bass fishing, uh, even bow fishing supplies. And their phone number, 870-228-1028, located right off of Highway 49 in Poplar Grove, Arkansas. Our good news, John 15, 11, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. A quick look at the weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. Scattered showers and storms likely this afternoon and into the evening hours as a cold front comes through the area. Some areas are going to be get up to an inch of rain. No severe weather expected in this system. High temperatures reaching to the mid to upper 80s this afternoon and lows tonight dipping down into the lower 70s. You're listening to the Community Per Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio station. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Here's Dr. Adrian Rogers with Love Worth Finding. What happens when our nation loses its character? Listen to Adrian Rogers. The liberty that we have as a nation is in direct proportion to our character. And as we lose our character, we lose our liberty as night follows day. A nation, like an individual, cannot be irresponsible and remain free. America was born in a revival. You'll not find this today in many of our school books, and it is a crime. The American dream was put into the hearts of our founding fathers by God Himself. Welcome to Love Worth Finding. Pastor, teacher, and author Adrian Rogers said this, Our nation is a nation that exists because of the character of her people. America is great because America is good. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. A Christian is a citizen of this world and the world above. 1 Peter chapter 2 lists some of the demands of Christian citizenship. If you have your Bible, turn there now as we once again hear from Adrian Rogers. 1 Peter chapter 2, and in just a moment we're going to be in reading in verse 11. I make no apology whatever for saying Without stutter, without stammer, without fear, without reservation, I 
am a loyal, red-blooded, flag-waving, patriotic American. I, amen. I, 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 uh, I am. I still get a lump in my throat uh, when the, we sing the Star Spangled Banner because with all of her failures and all of her faults and all of her disappointments, America is still the greatest nation on the face of this earth, and not because of our own doing, but by the grace of God, which I want to show you from God's Word. Today, I want to talk to you on the demands of Christian citizenship. Because a Christian is a citizen of this world and the world above. And down here, the Bible gives us some demands that we're to live, some ways we're to live as citizens in this earthly pilgrimage. Begin reading in verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, that they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now the word visitation literally means in the day of observation. That is when they inspect you. you know, when they look you over, they're going to have to say even grudgingly, there's something different about those people. He goes on to say, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. A reporter asked a pedestrian, do you know what the two biggest problems in this country are? The pedestrian said, I don't know and I don't care. He said, you have them both. <laughs> and my dear friend, ignorance and apathy are the two biggest problems that we have in America. And so my prayer to God is that God will open your mind and God will stir your heart, that you will learn today from the Word of God and that, dear friend, God will work in your heart and move you from ignorance and apathy to information and zeal and a genuine God-given patriotism. Patriotism, my friend, is a gift of God, and it is a Bible quality that we need to inculcate. And our scripture today speaks of it. Now, there are several things I want you to see. And first of all, I want you to see the character, the character that Christian citizenship demands. You're going to find that in verses 11 and 12. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. First of all, you are to live a righteous, godly life. There is to be in your heart and in your life none of what the Bible calls fleshly lusts. A child of God ought to be pure and clean as the driven snow. 
There are certain things that war against the soul. And the word war is not the idea of hand-to-hand combat. The word for war here is the word that speaks of a strategy, of a conspiracy. There is a conspiracy born in hell, my dear friend, that wars against your soul, the soul of your family, the soul of your church, the soul of this nation. We are at war with unseen forces from the very pit of hell. There is a battle. And to be prepared for the battle, first of all, you must be absolutely, totally clean. You must renounce, abstain from everything that is wrong. And then what you must do is embrace everything that is right. Look in verse 12. Having your conversation, that means your behavior, honest among the Gentiles. The word Gentiles speaks of those that are not saved. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, and they will, they they love to badmouth the church, and especially if you're a Bible believer. Oh, do they love to excoriate and to lampoon and to ridicule you. Well, they speak against you as evildoers. They may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of inspection or visitation. What that literally means is you're going to have to live such a pure, godly, clean, righteous, honest, forthright life that even grudgingly, even grudgingly, those that hate you will have to admit that there is a difference. Now, let me talk to you about this character for just a moment. The character. Our nation is a nation that exists because of the character of her people. America is great because America is good. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Why is America the greatest nation on the face of this earth? Not because Americans are bigger than other people, not because of our genes and chromosomes, not because of Yankee ingenuity, not because there are more minerals in our land, not because the grass grows greener here in America, not because of any of those things. Other nations and other people have those things. America is a great nation because of her character. And I want to show you that in just a moment beyond any peradventure. And I want you to learn, dear friend, that responsibility, which I'm going to call character, or character, which we will call responsibility, and liberty are linked together. And when a nation loses its character, that is, its ability to act responsibly, then that nation, ipso facto, loses its liberty. For example, who has less responsibility than anyone that you can possibly think of? A newborn baby. A newborn baby has no responsibilities. The newborn baby doesn't read the newspaper. It doesn't check the stock market. It doesn't order the groceries. It doesn't check the temperature in the house. It doesn't order its food. It it has absolutely no responsibility. It doesn't have to lock the door. It doesn't have to turn out the lights. It doesn't have to feed the dog. It doesn't even have to change its own diapers. It has absolutely uh, no uh, responsibilities It doesn't have to do a thing in the world. But also a newborn baby has no liberties. He doesn't say, well, I don't think I'll sleep in this bed. They put him down, that's where he sleeps. He doesn't say, well, uh, I don't think I'll 
want that brand of milk. He gets it, whether it's homominized or out of a can. He gets it. Uh, he's going to get that kind of milk. He's just going to get strained beets, whether he likes it or not. And uh, he has no choices. I mean, he's just, he absolutely has no liberties. He's carried around. He's put here and there. But he has no responsibilities. Now, as he continues to grow, he begins to learn. After a while, he can clean up his own room. After a while, he learns how to cut the grass. After a while, he goes to school, he studies, and as he gains more and more responsibilities, what does he get? More and more liberties. After a while, Dad gives him <laughs> the keys to the car because he says, now, son, I believe you're responsible enough to take care of this, and his dad lectures him. But as he grows in his character, that is, his ability to respond and his ability to be responsible, he gets more and more and more liberty given to him. But if he acts totally irresponsible again, then all of his liberties are taken away. If he becomes a criminal, what do they do to him? They put him in jail. Every liberty is now gone. He has no responsibilities. <laughs> he doesn't have to turn out the lights, but he can't unlock the door either. <laughs> he, he, is in, he is in jail. And you see, because he lost his character, he lost his liberty. Now that's exactly what happens to nations. The liberty that we have as a nation is in direct proportion to our character. And as we lose our character, we lose our liberty as night follows day. A nation, like an individual, cannot be irresponsible and remain free. Now let me tell you about America. America was born in a revival. You may not have known that. But America was born in a revival. From 1740 to 1770, there was a great awakening in the United States. We call that the Great Awakening. There were two preachers who primarily led this Great Awakening. One of them was Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, who was a mighty man of God, preached a sermon called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And people, when they would hear Jonathan Edwards preach, would actually grab hold of the pillars of the church and hold on lest they slip into hell. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. The other preacher that preached was George Whitfield. Up and down this land, these preachers preached, and there was a birth of righteousness and spirituality, and schools were built, and towns were built, and families were built, and, and character was instilled, and our American Revolution was on its way. And the Constitution that we have and the Declaration of Independence that we have, all of this came out of uh, this spiritual revival. Our government was built, framed by a people with character, and it can only be maintained with a people of character. The Declaration of Independence grew out of a desire for liberty. Now let me tell you how our nation got started. You'll not find this today in many of our school books, and it is a crime. The American dream was put into the hearts of our founding fathers by God himself. When the Mayflower pilgrims came to this land in 1620, they came seeking religious liberty. And those pilgrims huddled beneath the deck of that little Mayflower ship, 
and they wrote something called the Mayflower Compact. That was a covenant that they agreed on. They began with these words, in the name of God, amen. And then they said in that Mayflower Compact that their express purpose for coming to this land was for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. That's why they came. And then after the spiritual awakening, Americans decided they would no longer live under the tyranny of Great Britain. And so they wrote what we call the Declaration of Independence. And uh, as you know, it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> that is, we don't quibble about this. We don't argue about this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are endowed by their what? Creator. They believed in creation. Today you can't teach that in public schools. But they believed in creation. All men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. That is, the government doesn't give these rights. God gave those rights. We don't argue about this. All men, everyone has these rights. That was the Declaration of Independence. But my dear friend, while it was a Declaration of Independence from England, it was a Declaration of Dependence upon God at the same time. And so out of this Declaration of Independence, the Constitution was framed. And of those who wrote the Constitution, of those 55 men, 50 of them, were evangelical Christians, 30 of them, what we would call bold, soul-winning Christians. These were the kind of men who wrote the Constitution of the United States of America. And I want you to listen to this. In 1788, James Madison, who was the chief framer and architect of the federal Constitution and also the fourth president of the United States said this. Now, I want you to listen. This is not the rantings or the babblings of a, of a Baptist preacher. <laughs> this is James Madison. I want you to listen to what he said, and I quote, We have staked the whole future of the American civilization. Now, let me just pause right there and say he's talking about everything, friend. We have staked the whole future of the American revolution, the American government, the American civilization. We've, we've put everything on this one thing. I wonder what he's going to say. This is the man now who was the chief architect of the Constitution. He said, everything rests on this. Now listen to it. We have staked the whole future of the American civilization, not upon the power of government. Far from it. We have staked the future upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments. Which Ten Commandments, my dear friend, you cannot even post in the classrooms of America's schools today? You can't even put the Ten Commandments on the wall. And yet the writer of the Constitution, the chief architect, said, we built it all upon that. In December 1820, Daniel Webster said, let us not forget the religious character of our origin. Our fathers brought hither their high veneration for the Christian religion. They journeyed by its light, labored in its hope. 
They sought, now listen to this statement. This is Daniel Webster now. They sought to incorporate and to infuse its influence through all their institutions, civil, political, and literary. That is, every institution in America ought to be infused with the spirit of Christianity. Listen to it again. Now listen to it. Let us not forget the religious character of our origin. Our fathers brought hither their high veneration for the Christian religion. They journeyed by its light, labored in its hope. They sought to incorporate and to infuse its influence through all their institutions, civil, political, and literary. And now we're told we cannot even pray in our public schools. Yet Daniel Webster said that our father said that this spirit should infuse the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. He went on to say from the day of the declaration, the American people were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of the gospel, which they nearly all acknowledged as the rules of their conduct. That's what Daniel Webster said. On June the 8th, 1845, President Andrew Jackson said, the Bible is the rock upon which our republic rests. You cannot even really understand the Constitution of the United States of America unless you understand that it was born in the womb of a revival. It is infused with Bible principles from beginning to end. My dear friend, how foolish we are to forget this book no wonder in his inaugural address on April the 30th, 1789, Washington said, my fervent supplications to that almighty being who rules over the universe, who presides in the council of nations, and whose providential aids can supply every human defect, that his benediction, that means his blessing, may consecrate to the liberties and happiness of the people of the United States a government instituted by themselves for these essential purposes. We ought to be no less persuaded. Oh, listen to this, my friend. We ought to be no less persuaded. Here's George Washington. We ought to be no less persuaded that the propitious smiles of heaven can never be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rule of order and right which heaven itself has ordained. <laughs> Washington said, you can't have the smile of God and fail, and you cannot succeed without the smile of God. And the smile of God comes, he says, if you do not disregard the eternal rule of order and right which heaven itself has ordained. Now what's he saying? George Washington said there is a right and there is a wrong. He's saying there are values. Now where are we going to get those values? All the educators stand up and say we need values. The politicians stand up and say we need values. Whose values? How are we going to know right or wrong? Are we going to get our values? from the homosexual lobby? Are we going to get our values from television and Hollywood? Are we going to get our values from the humanist and the atheist? Are we going to get our values from the civil libertarians or ACLU? Where are we going to get our values? Your idea is as good as mine. 
Unless we have a fixed standard of right and wrong, and my dear friend, our founding fathers believed we had one, in the Word of God. And Abraham Lincoln, this was his farewell address. Abraham Lincoln said in 1861, unless the great God who assisted Washington shall be with me and aid me, I must fail. But if the same omniscient mind and mighty arm that directed and protected him shall guide me and support me, I shall not fail. Let us all pray that the God of our fathers may not forsake us now. I ought to read that to the Supreme Court. In regards to this great book, I have this but to say, this is Abraham Lincoln. He's talking about the Bible. In regards to this great book, the Bible, he says, I have this but to say, it is the best gift God has given to man. All the good the Savior gave to the world was communicated through this book. But for it, we would not know right from wrong. That, my friend, is what Abraham Lincoln said. Apart from the Bible, you won't know and I won't know right from wrong. All things most desirable for man's welfare here and hereafter are to be found portrayed in it. In 1913, President Woodrow Wilson said, America was born to exemplify the devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived by the Holy Scriptures. And coming up tomorrow, I hope you can join us when we'll hear part two of this important message. But maybe today you have questions about who Jesus is, about what he means to you, how to receive the forgiveness he's offering you today. Go to our Discover Jesus page at lwf.org radio, and you'll find resources and materials that will answer questions you may have about your faith. Again, go to lwf.org slash radio and click Discover Jesus. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, The Demands of Christian Citizenship. You can also order online at the website lwf.org slash radio or write to order at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee. 38183. Well, thanks for joining us for our study in God's Word today. Before we go, I want to be sure to remind you to sign up for our daily heartbeat emails at lwf.org radio. You'll get daily devotions and message links sent straight to your inbox. And be sure to join us tomorrow for part two of The Demands of Christian Citizenship, right here on Love Worth Finding. I want you to listen to these encouraging words we received recently. Just wanted to say I heard your sermon today and I loved it. It was very inspirational and very helpful in regards to some things I'm dealing with at this time. Take care and God bless. Well, we love hearing how these messages and the resources we provide each day have equipped you in your walk with Christ. As a way to say thank you for your gift right now, we want to send you our book, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority. Get an upper hand on the underworld as Adrian Rogers explains what kingdom authority is and how to exercise it in your life. Request the book when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD, 1-877-568-3463, or give online at lwf.org radio. Thank you for your generous support of love worth finding. 
LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate in Perry, Florida, a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network, and they're prepared to meet all of your real estate needs, residential, commercial, looking to purchase or to sell a home or property, vacation rentals, long-term and short-term rentals, property management, title services, everything that you need related to real estate, contact LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate in Perry, Florida, where their motto is Proverbs 22, verse 6, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. They're located at 117 West Main Street in Perry, and their phone number 850-584-5101. Helping to support the Community Prayer Time Network and the uh, Love Worth Finding program from Dr. Adrian Rogers. Our good news on this first day of July, John 15, 11, These things have I written unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. That's our good news on this Thursday, John 15, verse 11. Scattered showers and storms likely this afternoon and into the evening hours as a cold front comes through the area. Most of the area expected to get about an inch of rain, but no severe weather is expected. High temperatures reaching today into the mid to upper 80s and tonight lows dipping down into the lower 70s. That's a quick look at your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. And we want to say thank you for listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio station. And it is a joy to be with you on the other side of the speaker this morning, bringing you great Christian Bible programming and Bible teaching, as well as some of the greatest music in our Christian world today. Here's uh, Karen Peck and New River.
Karen Peck and New River, I want to know how it feels. Thanks again for listening to the Community Prayer Time Network on this Thursday morning, first day of July. And it's been a great morning. Hope you have a great rest of the day. It's been great to be with you this morning. And uh, you're going to have to refresh your screen here in just a moment. We're going to transition to the regular programming for the day. Uh, Don't forget, we've got programming at the top of every hour all the way till about 9 o'clock in the evening with our Spanish programming ending us out at the end of the day today. So uh, don't forget about that, and we'll be with you tomorrow morning. So if you need anything between now and then, text us on our 24-hour text line, that number 870-205-0600, and stay tuned and enjoy the programming of the Community Prayer Time Network.